When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Tony from Restrain, and you're listening to my favorite KISS podcast, Shout It Out Loudcast with Tom and Zeus. Welcome to another episode of Dorm Damage, where anything and everything is on the table and the table gets smashed. This is episode five. We're calling this one Classic TV. Zeus. Sup. Sup, bitch. <laughs> Classic TV. Now, this is going to really... uh be interesting for our listeners, depending on how old or young they are. Yeah, exactly. So we're looking at doing this one about shows that we grew up with and mm. the nostalgia behind it and shows that we watched on syndication. So we're not talking about shows like The Cosby Show, Family Ties, uh, Dukes of Hazard, shows that were in the 80s. We're talking about shows that started before the 80s they may have you know wandered into the 80s but mostly in the 70s 50s 60s and all that and shows that we grew up with basically yeah and it could be a and it's a, actually could be a combination of syndicated shows and shows that were actually like on in the 70s like yeah. that we were growing up so to paint the picture of people Zeus and I 49 years old born in 1973 born in the age when you had like three or four channels and you had to get up off your fat ass and turn the knob and <laughs> your father's remote control was your hand getting up and change the channel. So it's funny. We had channel four, five and seven yep. and channel two, which was PBS. Yep. And then, and you then had we 25, had five, 38 20. and 56. And if you were lucky, sometimes 68. 68. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Those were the channels we had yep, in the Boston that's right. that's area, right. New England kind of. That's what we grew up with. What's yep. always interesting about where we grew up in these things is you find, especially in sports, people that are still like Giants fans in this area because the Pats weren't in the NFL, so right. they followed the Giants. Mm -hmm. Or 
You have no idea how many people tell me that they're Bruins fans because they would yeah. catch TV 38 up in Montreal and outside New England. How many hockey fans are Bruins fans because yeah. that travel and that was the only channel they could see. Yeah. And this sports is also back in the, by that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also back in the sports era of blackout games. Oh, remember that? Ooh, growing up when the Patriots were terrible, there, there, were, there were years where we, I could never see a Patriots game because nope. it was just blacked out. Oh, and we got a win this the, year. Oh, we yeah, got for three the, this year. <laughs> and for those that don't understand what a blackout game is, that meant if the so that say the Patriots are playing at home in Foxborough, Sullivan Stadium, if they if that game is not sold out, they don't show the game on TV. So the game had to be a home game sellout for it to be shown on TV. They got rid of that. Ages ago, the sellout, the, the the blackout thing, but that's how it was. Be like, oh, Patriots suck again. They're not on TV. Yeah, uh, but we did get to see uh, Howie Longo and what's his name punched the Patriots GM in the face, though. <laughs> what's his Howie name? Long. Yeah, who's the other guy? Matt Millen, and he punched oh. the GM. What's his name? Dude, Matt Sullivan? Millen's more famous for being a horrendous GM for the Detroit <laughs> Lions than he is for being a good linebacker. And him punching the Patriots GM in the face. <laughs> Which one? Victor Kayim? No. No, one of the Sullivans. Hey, oh. get your tires. This is Paul Sullivan from Sullivan Tire. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> I don't even know if that Sullivan is related to the Patriots. I thought they were. I thought was it Sullivan Billy Sullivan. Tires? Yeah, the, the Sul- they're like the bulges in friggin' the Boston area. Oh, that'll be a that'll be an upcoming episode the winter hill gang <laughs> oh man anyway yeah so we were gonna think about like um you know coming up and having just a discussion what did you grow up with what did you yeah when you came from school what did you do on the weekends yeah like what was tv like when you were right. like, growing what was Sorry. uh what was it like in young tom's house growing up so so we grew up, and I'm sure you did too, and most people are raised. They grew, grew up in the era of those big, giant furniture TVs. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. And and, and, and also in Hold the Hold on. Era- Let me get the good china. You're blocking <laughs> the TV. Well, it's in the TV unit. Hold yeah, on. Exactly. It also, that was also the era of actually getting your TV repaired. Like, you would go and get like, oh, I need like a, a new fucking tube for the t-. Like, what? Now it's just like, oh, this 16-inch TV doesn't work. I'm just going to throw it away and buy a new one at Walmart. I remember doing this. It would also have the radio dial yeah, and to move the station, and you would yep. keep switching it. I remember pushing it so far that it went off the thing. Yeah, it would break. get it back. <laughs> like, it went off the screen. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. turning the knob. No. Yeah. Yeah, TV. So I, I, I've mentioned this before in other episodes. I, I got it, had a sister four years old. TV was kind of like a big deal, but then again, it was a kind of a big deal for a lot of people our age because there really was nothing else. Obviously, no social media, no internet. Video games were didn't come around until we got like the Atari and stuff. So you really had nothing but TV, and it was in my house. There were certain moments, certain days of the week or times of the day where it was like you know like a family thing, like oh like. Seven o'clock, we're gonna watch the Muppet Show, or whatever. You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Like, <laughs> the Muppet Show. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Or uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons, like th- that kind of stuff. And and eight o'clock was prime time. Like eight yeah. o'clock is like when the shows came on. You know what I mean? And it was like a shared experience. Back then, you had like the Saturday movie of the week on ABC. Mm-hmm. Sunday, 
was like they'd be if sports weren't on, they'd be like a movie on or something. And and that was like the movie that you'd watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, I remember my mom cooking dinner in the kitchen and, you know, around the corner would be the living room with the TV and what's on. I, oh, I don't know. We're going to watch, you know, fucking 48 hours or whatever the fucking, you know, whatever. Some, or, <laughs> that's a good uh, family movie. The Thornbirds. Oh, that was in the era of TV miniseries. So remember, yeah. Yes. Do you remember like those series? Those were events. Yeah, they would last. It would be all over TV Guide, all yeah. the news. You, you, they, these TV series would dominate and have like millions of millions, like Super Bowl level type you, numbers. You just brought up the other massive bit of TV nostalgia, the TV Guide. Oh, dude, subscribing to the t- when it was small, when it was the size of like a pocket, like crossword yeah. puzzle book. And you would look at it and it would have like previews like upcoming events, like highlighted things. And you would look like that Seinfeld episode with the TV guy. Like you would look mm-hmm. through the TV guide and you'd be like, and you, cause that, if you didn't have the TV guide, you had no idea what was on TV. Same thing yeah. with like the newspaper. If you didn't have the newspaper, you didn't know what movies were playing at the theater. Yeah. Oh, you, why don't you just tell us the name <laughs> of the movie you want to see? Yeah. Then, yeah, then movie for, uh, yeah. You Dude, were, I used to call the Boston Herald to get the game scores sometimes. <sighs> We did that when we were in college gambling. Yeah. Well, that's a different story. And I think, and, and I, I learned quickly that the team they say first is the team that won. Oh. So if you if, so if you bet on the Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia Six Seventy Sixes, looking at the NBA, it was Boston. You're like fuck, fuck, Boston <laughs> won. It means I lost. Yeah, and it's funny because it wouldn't be that you wouldn't be looking to see if the Celtics won. You guys, you gamblers, would be like. It was Western Western Alaska State versus <laughs> versus <laughs> University of Boise Technical Institute. <laughs> You're like, fuck, they covered. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it was it was just so funny how like te- t- back then, like you said, with like the Thornbirds and stuff, it those were like events. And it would be funny. Be like part runes. Do you remember like, as a little kid when runes oh. came yeah, like, and, but it, it was funny. Each part would be like a week away, like every Saturday night you would have to watch. Like, that was it. You have to wait like a week. But it was like all in the news. It, became, yeah. it was like the big thing. Yep. And uh, growing up, I see, I don't know how much you had. You guys, you're not a first generation. I am. Yeah. So in my household, I always tell the story of my grandfather. Yep. So when I did never spoke the language, came over here, you know, 60s, late 60s. And the things that he would watch were all Westerns yep. and wrestling mm-hmm. because you didn't need to learn the language to watch. That's the good guy. That's a bad guy. He got me invested yeah, exactly. in wrestling and he got me invested in, in, in Westerns. Mm-hmm. So a couple of the things that stick out to me are like non television program things. I would say is watching Saturday morning wrestlings. Yep. And then sometimes Saturday afternoon, you'd catch the Atlanta wrestlers, like the flair, whatever he was doing, or the Von Eriks. And what about the Duke stuff. of Dorchester? Would you catch him <laughs> on in the afternoon? On show? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't catch Barry O and the rest of the fucking goons, but I would watch that. I watched, you know, he would always have uh, big Valley, the Virginian, yep. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the one with uh, Gunsmoke? Gun, Gunsmoke, uh, the, the rifleman. rifleman, the rifleman. I love yeah. fucking Chuck, uh, Chuck Connors. Chuck Connors. Oh, he yeah. was the best. And you'll see, I'll be talking about a show of his coming up. But the other one was, um, what's the one? Uh, 
uh, with Lorne Green and uh, Michael Landon. Oh, oh Wild King. Oh, oh, Wild King. Oh, Bonanza and Bonanza. Oh, oh, I'm thinking Lorne Green. I'm thinking of Wild Kingdom. <laughs> I'm thinking Battlestar Galactica. No. Um, so I would watch a lot of those Westerns growing up and see some of that stuff. And then, you know, you would have our Saturday cartoons. I That's love. another thing, though, like yeah. bringing that up, like watching TV with like you you watch stuff with your grandfather. I'm sure you watch stuff with your dad. I watch a lot of stuff. with. I don't watch dad. any shit with my dad. Nothing. Oh, OK. Never. Okay. He never okay. watched like other than sports. My okay. dad doesn't watch TV. He, he okay. worked nonstop in the restaurants. Okay. Um, eventually, my parents were able to get that Greek TV stuff. And so that was their stuff. And we had our own. So I never yeah. grew up watching TV with my parents. I grew up watching it a little with my brother. If he let me hang out with him, if, yep. I, if I was cool enough at that point or cousins and friends and uh, or my grandfather and stuff. I'd watch TV with him. But I don't I know if I. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I. Yeah, I don't know if I watched it with my dad. I just remember being aware of what he was watching, and then I would just kind of sidle yeah, up I, and like watch exactly. the stuff. And it was like the class. It was the classic sitcoms, and it was always anything that had to do with like Rockford Files or like oh, you know, like like, like, like cop like cop like, like cop Manics. PI. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that kind of stuff. But <laughs> stuff that was Barnaby st- Jones. <laughs> st- no, not Barnaby Jones. That that one we did not watch. But stuff that had like a like a comedic like a like a like because you know like Jim Rockford was kind of like a wise ass, yeah, but the show Manics was always like and fun. All the other stupid yeah, shit, like yeah. like wise cracking guys like yeah. that kind of stuff, and then sitcoms. And I don't want to give away two other many others because we're, we're, we're going to run down at the end of the episode a couple. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. Favorites, but but those are the fun things too. How about this? I don't know because you had a sister, I had a brother. Yep. Creature double feature, all the Godzilla shit. Oh, I watched. Oh, yeah. Saturdays. That was right? on most of the on time. Saturdays, yeah. yeah. Watching yep. all those Godzilla things. Yep. yep. And being, being like, why? Why is everybody Japanese? Where the fuck is America? Where are the cameras? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, huh? The other the other big the other big thing, too, was being so there was a weird there was a weird phase in the late 70s, early 80s. My, my parents had their their best friends from like high school. And every Saturday night, my parents would either go to their house or they would come to our house or they would go to like dinner. And it was like a Saturday night out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like thinking like now, like I remember like my dad would put on like a shirt and tie. And it would yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, are you coming over? Hold on. Let me throw on my slides and a fucking <laughs> kiss shirt. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. like, like, I'm like, it's amazing how formal it's that Sebastian Scalpel thing about it's oh, called yeah. company. <laughs> yeah, he's exact. That was a word. Yeah, my mom, we had company. My mom did have the Sarah Lee over to the <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah, but like, I know, like, we'd have family. Oh, your godfather's coming to see you. My godfather, I haven't seen him so long. He gave yeah. me 20 bucks. He's the nicest man. Meanwhile, yeah. he's asking my dad, hey, you got 500 bucks I can borrow? You got 500 bucks. I just called that sports line and so I my lost. My dad cut him off. I'd never see. What about my godfather? Why doesn't he come around anymore? He's no he's good. That piece of shit. And then my, so my grandmother would come to the house and like, you know, babysit because my sister yeah. and I were young at the time. And then we would be forced to watch some of her shows. All right. Please tell me that your grandma, because mine, who doesn't speak any English. Go ahead. Made us watch the Lawrence Welk show. Boom. You just stole it. That was it, brother. Right. That's the big, that's the big one. And I'm like, the why the Lawrence fuck am I watching this shit? Who yep. the fuck gave this guy, looking back now, who the fuck gave that guy a fucking TV show all those years? Yep. The, the Lawrence Welk show oh. was every burned in my brain on what on what every time <laughs> I'm like oh. Nana too. <laughs> yeah, Grandma's coming over. Up oh, Lawrence Welk. I'm like oh God, kill me. Oh, and yep. you know the other thing she liked 
Family Feud. Oh yeah, well, game shows were game shows were, but Family Feud was always big. The Price is Right on the Saturday. Oh my, Family Feud. You could play that like sitting around like the fam, like after dinner or something. You could like you could play that that together. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, the, my grandmother loved the prices, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, my favorite thing, my story, my favorite story of my grandmother and TV. So she didn't understand really the concept. She would watch the hockey games. Oh, okay. And, and the Bruins like would give up a goal yeah. and then they show the replay and in Greek, she'd be like, huh, the idiots, they gave up another one. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, no. You're trying to They're showing it her. again. No, no. That's a replay. Huh. They gave oh. up another one. <laughs> oh, the poor woman. Yeah. Then the uh, other th- another another thing the kid the kid the I say the kids the kids today like when something was on so specifically referencing like the holiday specials like Rudolph mm-hmm. and Frosty when oh. that was on when that dude when those were on and if you missed it that's it no oh, DVD you there, there was no DVD there was no on demand there was no VCR to record it like it was and that was an event and that's where the TV guide came in you'd flip and be like oh, Charlie Brown's gonna be on Tuesday night at 8 boom there we go and if Did you, you missed try it try to that's catch it. every Charlie Brown holiday special I all of them all, all of them yeah and, and, and I remember and, and I remember there were certain ones that were like so like hard to like I remember like the heat miser like when is that going to be on it's never on yeah, i can't and they, find it and then it. the like, rumor is they put it off because they say hell in it yeah like exactly right, or right. something they took it off they don't show it anymore but like like great pumpkin charlie brown if you oh. miss that you gotta wait till next halloween and then like, everybody would talk about it the next day did you see it did you see yeah, it in grade yeah. school yeah. yeah and the other one was i remember missing and i and i saw it and i would try to see it every year but maybe they just stopped playing it because it wasn't that good it was Fat Albert's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Albert. Dude, that is the that is a morbidly obese 400 pound teenager. Give me candy, huh? <laughs> growing up too, and this is before they signed this. Well, this is obviously before streaming and everything, but before this movie signed a deal, might have been with NBC. It was like, what do they call it? Like public domain or whatever. And it it's a wonderful life was on every channel every day during the month of December. It was on. Uh, e- really? And then, and and then they signed. That. Yeah. Then there was like an, some kind of deal where they signed a deal with like NBC or a network mm-hmm. and they would show it like once or twice. And that was it. But before it would be on constantly, like, like 56, 38, like all day long. I love every that day. shit. Yeah, oh, me too. I mean, no, me too. And I, you know, then you'd get into this is pre cable. We can get into the cable stuff. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the movies and the cheesy 80s movies that they kept yep. playing the same 20 movies over and over again in yep. early cable days. Yep. But yeah, you would try to watch those. And if you missed it, you are fucking shit out of luck. Oh, yeah. Cable, cable, that could be a whole future episode. 80s, the advent of cable, that can be a whole other thing. Yeah. Um, and so the things that we grew up with kind of sound similar. And then there were the sitcoms, there were the serious oh, yeah. shows, there were the um the westerns, there were the the cop shows that we'd watch. Variety sh- variety shows. Variety I got one on my list here. Shows. I got my, I got one on my list here that was huge in my house. All right. So we were like, I don't want to make this a, like I want to have a discussion on this. Yeah. But you know us, we can't do anything without a list. So right. we say let's come up with a playlist of 10, not in yeah. order. We're not doing these in order. No, no, no. So Um, let me start this one off, Tom. Okay, go ahead. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And till this day, if it's on, I will watch it. Don't ask me why. I, I, I know what it is. The Brady Bunch. Yep. Me too. I, 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 it has I to be I, on here. I we all watch believe, we all, I, I, we're all embarrassed by it, but we watch it. Obsessively watched it. And and you would be like, oh, this is an old episode. This one's about Bobby. You'd be like, oh, this episode's about Jan. Fuck. Like, I always try to watch it and for the cringe factor of Mike. Like, like, what the fuck, Bobby? I said, put that shit down. Like, see if he would ever, like, snap. And how he, like. Everything was done like the perfect parenting way. Yeah. And everything was like nobody was out of the way. <laughs> even when like the teaching about Cindy Glish. Like even that. Baby stuff. chalk, baby chalk. It's the one you can walk. Hey, people made fun of the way I talk to. So I called up Pete Brady to fucking beat some kid up for me. Hey. <laughs> These two fucking assholes from Boston keep picking on me. He take care of them for me. Thanks, Peter. Not Peter, Chris, Peter Brady. All right, Pete. I'll see you later. Thanks a lot. And then and then you'd and then be like, oh, this is an episode they're gonna show Sam the Butcher. Oh, he's funny. Sam the Butcher. Remember the one where they he was a KGB agent? Like yeah, all that shit you got into and you remember, oh Bobby. And the fucking soap and made the whole house full of or, soap. 
or Greg when his hair turns orange because he buys the fucking hair. <laughs> when he has the Mexican mustache, and they went on the date. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> and they went on the date with those other Mexican people, and the Mexican guy's like, uh, those young men are are necking over there. And it's Greg and Becky with a big, thick mustache. And then the episodes when Marsha got hot. <laughs> when she was, like, older. Oh. Dude, let's let's let you know. Come on. The episode is when she gets fucking drilled in the nose. Boom. Oh, that's because I don't know how to fucking play football. Dude, terrible throw. Watch the instant replay on that. <laughs> terrible throw. Ooh, Alice oh, is giving them some lessons at night. Ooh, Sam the Butcher. Like the Beastie Boys once said, like Sam the Butcher bringing Alice the meat. Oh. <laughs> so I have the Brady Bunch because yeah. I as corny. As cheesy as it was, that thing is yep. till this yep. day. If the Brady Bunch something's on, oh, a Brady Bunch reunion, oh, a Brady Bunch, you stop and watch it. Let's yep. be honest. Yep. And there's and, a lot of copycats the- from that. Oh, big time from big that time. show. Eight is enough and stupid shit like that. And don't forget, we, we, let, let, before we move on from the Brady Bunch, let's not forget about the worst thing in the history of the Brady Bunch that little fucker, Oliver. <laughs> When, when oh. Eric Singer joins the oh. fucking cast, <laughs> that little fucking dork, and it was so funny because he knew he was a dork. Oh, I don't know what was worse that that haircut, which was prevalent in that day. Him and the kid from Eight is Enough, like, got those fucking hairdos that everyone started getting the big the mushroom, bowl cuts, yeah, the mushroom bowl. dickhead, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yes, exactly, or those John Lennon goggles he used to wear. Oh, fucking twerp, yeah. Yeah, All so right, we're gonna Tom. have a, we're gonna have some similar ones here. So Brady what Bunch, uh, Brady Bunch on my list. Now I'll, I'll save this one because I didn't really get into this until I was a little bit older. Because my parents were like, "Hey, you're not watching this right now." But a big one that we used to watch, yeah, and I know you obviously fucking love it. Was Good Times? Oh, dude! I mean, hands down, the best TV dad of all time. Of course he's the best TV dad. And I'll tell you right now, it's still burning my brain. That episode when they get the telegram that he's dead. Fucking you remember that? Stupid fucking Norm. They got in Norman Lear and him got into it. Dude, he yep. was the bet. Anytime like something happened and then his temper would come and his eyes and his nostrils would flare. Terrifying. Dude, he was, dude, he beat the kid with a belt on yeah. TV. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even his kid. He was like whacking the fucking kid. He was, oh, and then you had Walona and oh. Buffalo Butt, Mr. Bookman. <laughs> and, and all the other characters, Sweet Daddy. Yes. <laughs> What's the name? The Wino? What's the name? Oh. <laughs> and then uh, who's the other one? Uh, Sweet Lenny used to come out with the big glasses, open up his jacket, and he'd all have all the fucking counterfeit shit he was selling. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like John Amos was like, hey, come into America. Use some of this shit that I was in good times. Oh. Jeez. And then don't forget Dude. a young a young Janet Jackson with a very serious episode. Remember oh, her? But she was getting her, beaten. Her mom was burning her with the iron. Remember that episode? <laughs> what kind of shit with the fuck are we doing watch. between that and friggin' the kids getting friggin' abused by the friggin' different strokes, Mister Bike Shop guy? <laughs> we'll, oh, we'll get to that one. Oh, I know too. we'll get to that. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. But like, yeah, like I don't know. Good times was everything like they wanted to show you. Like, it's okay. This is a, a real black family. It was, you know, they came off of, think of how many spinoffs that came off of. Yeah. All in the family, then became Maud, and then from Maud became Good Times. Yep. 
right? So that's yep. insane in and of itself. And they were going to have the mom be like a, a, a single mom, but they're like, no, we're not going to show the the stereotypical yeah. of like a broken family stuff. No, we're going to show the dad there. And there were some great. just great episodes that every time I see James and his father comes to visit that he ran away, left them. Oh, as, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He comes and sees him and they reconnect every time I get teary eyed. Every yeah. single time. I can't watch that without crying. It was one of the few shows that did, that was amazing at balancing like the comedy with the drama. Yeah. You know? and it, but it was really, it was good. Well done. No, no. Again, the best dad. He was so oh, yeah. fucking awesome and, and just and so compa- cool. And compare the difference of the previous show we were just talking about. Mike Brady? Oh, <laughs> mister? <laughs> From the movie. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Kidnap my wife. <laughs> but when you use language like that, um, like, and one other thing, I have to bring it up because it's so stupid. He was like fucking like 15 years younger than his wife, Esther oh, Roll. Yeah. Oh, you can Esther Roll, aka David Ortiz. Yeah. <laughs> fucking two of them put them together. They look exactly like David Ortiz and Esther Roll. But uh, he was like 15 years younger. Do you yeah. remember the, like, I guess he got into real hot water with the cast because he went on Howard Stern and Howard Stern said, you should have won Academy Awards and acting awards because you sat there with a straight face and told Esther Roll that she was beautiful. Oh. <laughs> and he was laughing about it. And then oh, I guess the cast yeah. afterwards heard yeah. about it and got pissed because yeah. Esther well, Roll was like a real, like, fight for like civil oh, rights and oh yeah thing yeah and for the the black image on tv and good for her and yeah. she was all serious you don't fuck with her yeah all right yeah. david ortiz yeah <laughs> david ortiz got pissed <laughs> anyways that was a good time sorry tom so i'm gonna go one that i kind of already mentioned a little bit and it's not a tv show it was wwf okay um back i grew when it was, up with back that when it was called wwf yeah not wwe and okay. that was Hulk Hogan led fucking all American. Yeah, I am a real American. Yep. All that shit. My grandf I still to this day don't know how he brought me and my brother to the garden. He doesn't speak a fucking word of English and brought us to the garden. And we saw Snooker fight Captain Lou Albano in a steel cage and yep. saw him jump off the steel cage onto Lou Albano. Unbelievable shit. I loved wrestling. And it is true. It's simple. Back then, there was no, uh, oh, sports entertainment. Everybody right. believed it. You had to believe it. It, was, yep. it wasn't, they weren't fucking around. And as a young kid, you get up, no, come on. He's got to win this match. He's got to win. I got so into wrestling back yeah. then. And still to this day, I'm into it. But yep. um, yeah, WWF, I never got into the Ric Flair shit. I never got into the Von Erichs and all that other stuff. They weren't really showing. We're from Boston. So we got the WWF and the New York channels. Yeah. And uh, we every Saturday, I got to see him. And Jesse the Body Ventura. Come on, McMahon. <laughs> and I, and, him and I, all I, his I, racist comments. Chico oh, Santana oh, and man, Coco Beware. The B stands for Buckwheat. What the fuck? I remember that. I remember that. (laughs) And then they would show the women. And by the way, the best villain of that era was ravishing Rick Rune. He'd come out. That was the best. And he cut the music. What I like now is for all you Cincinnati sweat hog, fat, underemployed losers to keep the noise down while I show your ladies what a real man looks like. 
Was it Ravishing Rick Rude? Who was the guy that insulted the audience? He's like, all you people out there sitting on rented furniture. (laughs) 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 Him and the Bobby the Brain Enid. So fucking hilarious. And then they would cut to fucking women like going nuts. And one would be a big woman. And Jesse would be like, look at her, McMahon. Tons of fun. Oh, my God. Love it. (laughs) And then I'll never like there's little things now you look back on YouTube videos, you're like, oh my God. Pat yep. Patterson, who was gay, who was now gay, and it's all yep. Like, yep. <laughs> They're fucking what's his name is showing his body off. What's his name there? Uh, Rick Rude. He's like, look, it's Pat Patterson going nuts. Dude, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Back now, in the day, now, yep. now you pick up on shit. You're like, whoa, what are you doing? Yeah, you got uh, into wrestling. You, you, yeah, you got into that way more than me. Oh, that's I, I loved it growing up. Wrestling mania and all that shit. Well, that leads me. That's a good segue to my next one because this is a show that I I know my parents would watch with us. Speaking of sweat hogs, <laughs> welcome back, welcome back, Carter. Loved, yeah. loved, loved this show. One of the best. One of the best ensemble casts. Gabe Cotter and his wife, and every episode ended with him telling like a horrible dad joke. Yes, you know. Yes, um, he happens f- to be probably the least handsome, charismatic, fucking leading man for a TV show of all time. But I think that's what made it freaking hilarious. Was he? He was just a complete dweeb. Just <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was with the mustache and that afro that he had yeah, going he like on. Groucho Marx kind yeah. of shit going. Yeah, great, <laughs> great show. And the you know the sweat hogs were just funny. I loved them all. Travolta, and, obviously, every I mean, it's, everybody was like in love with Travolta. I didn't like when they brought the fucking uh, fake Travolta guy on. No, remember the guy oh, took God, over, yeah. him, like the Southern yeah. guy. You can't but, do that. Yeah, no, no, no. And then you got Epstein and Epstein's mom and Washington. Oh, I love him. <laughs> Hi Freddy, there, Freddie Boom 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 Washington. Hi there. <laughs> Love that. Guy. That was a fun show. Yeah. Yep. And the yep. theme, and that's when theme music. That you think of WKRP. That and all the Duke. That was Sebastian. a real song, John yeah. Sebastian. That was a real song. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, the era of themes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's one I had on my list over here, Tom. So I'll go to a different one too, and I'll go to a kind of a theme here, and that was westerns. Now, okay. I, we already talked a little bit about The Rifleman and uh, Bonanza and all those other shows. But a show that I watched, and not many people might remember this, but it starred Chuck Connors and it was Branded. I don't know if you remember that show. I don't. Branded the theme, was the name of it? Branded. And the theme okay. music is very good. It's by a, a well-written like Hollywood writer came up with it, where he was a um, uh, Civil War veteran. Okay. And everybody in his air in his group died except for him and okay. because he wanted to protect the reputation of his uh i don't know if it was the captain or whoever the cavalry leader was he didn't want to admit that the guy had lost it and, and everyone died so he won't admit that's what happened so everyone thinks he's a chicken but he's like one of the best soldiers so he would travel the west and get into all these adventures but his name preceded him so he'd always have to overcome like being you're so and so you're the coward that did it, and it was just. I can't awesome. believe there's a show I like I can't believe I never heard of that. You never wow. heard of Brandon? I have the never. box set. Wow, it Holy is crap. my favorite. Such okay. a great show, and the, the theme music. I, I bet you will be a ton of people that will remember the okay. theme music. Even Al Bundy and Married with Children did an episode where he really? was a security cop, 
And the yeah. people stole like the poke high trophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And he had to stand there and they stripped his thing off. That's what they do in Brandon. They okay. Sh- the, the, the cavalry, whatever, at the fort, they strip him off and then yeah. they kick him out. And he has to like live with shame, even though he didn't do anything. See, my uh, dad never show. My dad never watched westerns. Oh, Surprise! Never got into them. Yeah, and that was my favorite one. I went out years, years and years ago, about 10, 15 years ago. I found the box set of, of DVDs and I bought it. Season and there was two seasons of it. Fucking okay. awesome! I love Brandon. Nice. I love Chuck Connors, and he's well known for what movie did he make an appearance in that you might remember? Are we talking horror movies or because yeah. he, he was he's, in he's, naked? He's, he's he was in naked, uh, not naked guy. He was in Airplane Two. He's also in one of the most underrated, creepy fucking horror movies from the late seventies, Tourist Trap. Yeah, he did um like some like weird, like almost porn shit in later on his career. Yeah, he got weird, and yeah. he's also well known. Also, I'm I'm known very very well for pulling large pieces of furniture from my ass for being, I think, the first two sport professional athlete oh really? baseball okay. professionally and you played for the celtics oh wow you know okay yeah. i didn't Two know sport that. athlete professional okay. athlete chuck connor wow nice yeah all right I, I, we let's i got another one here this is kind of the first of a duo here and I'm, once i say this i think everybody out there will understand what followed it every night yeah and that's just that's happy days oh yeah huge one huge one always this is a show where i didn't care what era it was. I didn't care if it was Al or if it was friggin' Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or if it was Mr. Miyagi or whatever his name was. What was what was Pat Arnold's name? Arnold, Arnold. Thank you. Al and Arnold. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I loved I love the whole show. I love every episode was great. All the characters were great. It was just it was just a fun, like feel-good show, and every episode was always entertaining in some way. And that was a huge one in my house. Yeah, and what I think about every time was Ralph Mouth. And I think it's Fucking uh, uh, Andrew Dice Clay, look at this redhead. What do they say to you? What did your girlfriend fuck me? Howdy doody, do me, Ralph Mouth. <laughs> Ralph Mouth. The oh, best was just... Potsy because Potsy thought he could sing. Because like Dell used to call fucking Murph, Murph Potsy. <laughs> Don't see now people are gonna come, but he meant it with love. He, okay. he meant it with love. But anyway, the thing that I want to say is I will say Henry Winkler. Has yeah. to be one of the greatest actors of all time. Yep. That he made a five foot six guy look like the toughest son of a bitch. Yep, he was amazing. Between the motorcycle, the jukebox, hey. you know, and, and then coming to my the office was the men's room. Like, I mean, he had that apartment. I mean, the guy he was a fucking legendary character. Yeah, like, legendary. And, just, and they like he wasn't this big, huge nope. muscle head. Just this guy. And he was just essence of cool. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh, uh, I, I, I mean, yeah. I grew up with Happy Days. Everybody yeah. loves Happy Days. Yep. So, all right, Tom. That's a good one, and I know what will be coming after next. It's the sister show, obviously. exactly. The yep. Gary Marshall fucking shit. That's right. That's right. Um, so for me next, I will mention. How about this? I'll go into the Star Trek sci-fi. Never I loved it. it. Loved it. I watched okay. the um, like the original Star Trek. Yeah, I never got okay. into Next Generation or anything like that. I watched the um, the original on syndication and stuff. And then when the movies came out, I got into it, especially Wrath of Khan, the greatest Star Trek movie of all time. I've never seen anything Star oh. Trek. Star Trek Wrath of Khan has got some of the greatest dialogue oh. of. I all know the time. movies, but never did it. I was like, nope, I'm a Star Wars geek. I'm not a Star Trek. Ah! 
No, oh, never, never did. I, it. Yeah, Star Trek has some great. The original, because you can follow it, not the next generation, 15 other generations is like, yeah, you got to be yeah. fucking Elon Musk to understand the plot, what's going on. Yeah. Oh, no, we back, we travel back in time when you did that. You became him and he became you. And this happened. You're like, what? Um, the old stuff, dude, there was an episode once like, first of all, Kirk is banging everything, no matter what it is. And that's the other oh, yeah. thing. Oh, hot chicks on this, on Star Trek constantly. And <laughs> he would bang everything inside. There was an episode, one of my favorite ones. They land on a planet and the God Apollo was there. Okay. And they're trying to show that the Greek gods were real and they, they lived in, 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 on earth many years ago and just what? like you know things move yeah. around in planets yeah. and well they were treated as gods and they were worshiped there and, wow. and and so like you're like wait a minute what the fuck is that how they're explaining it and like you're like hmm, maybe if there were space creatures back then yeah of course they would be treated like it's just fun stuff and spock leonard nimoy is just such oh, a yeah. fun character the way awesome. he played it and uh the dashing damn it jim like you know he damn was it, jim. <laughs> yep <laughs> did you ever see the simpsons one where they were making fun of it like so old and they were showing the simpsons they were showing what's his name there scotty because scotty hit the button he's so fat he's like i can't captain his belly's <laughs> out and he's like he can't press the button ah oh, star trek was just it it was perfectly done Couple yeah. years episodes, then they did the movie. Now, I, I mean, I, I never got into it. I'm glad it's there because, in case I ever really want to get into the rest of those, I can. But the yeah. original Star Trek was just something else. Nice. I'm going to shift gears away from like sitcoms that like I like that I hold like memories like for me individually. Yeah. A couple shows that my that were my dad's favorite that I got into just because they were there was like a, his, his number one. So to me, Michael will, my son, Michael will remember that Seinfeld is my all time favorite show. Mm-hmm. I for, I forever will remember that mash is my dad's all time favorite show. He got me into it to the point where I started watching it with him and I loved it. I yeah. mean, he, that, that was his show mash. I'm not um, sure if there was another more critically acclaimed award-winning TV show. I think that was yep. probably one of the most. Because it could be another show that balanced absolute hilarity with very grim, serious. Like I mean, it was a, it was a mobile uh, mobile army surgical hospital. I remember yeah, telling my people dad, died on the show. Oh, absolutely, many times, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but like Hawk, I mean, Alan Alda, one of the all time great sitcom characters in the history of TV. Uh, just a great friggin' show. Well acted, well written, tons of awesome characters. Back when Jamie Farr could dress as a woman and have it be funny. Oh, good luck getting away with that today. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those that I may not have watched it. And I did watch a couple times and think I know enough to know who's who. Of course. Yeah. But there's respect there. Exactly. Yep. And that theme music is beautiful. Have you ever heard the song with the this words? Yeah, that yeah, song. I have. Yeah, with the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, suicide is painless. That's the name of the song. It's horrendous, especially when you <laughs> hear the words. It's like the most. <laughs> it's awful. Oh my god! But it's uh, it became a, a joke. Chris Rock said, "I haven't seen white people so mad since they canceled Mash." <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. The yes. last episode of Mash, I think, was the was like wa- the, it was the, like the it, it was like the the most watched non Super Bowl. 
TV yeah, in like it history. Became I mean, a, I uh, a point of reference when you would right. reference something. Well, it's not the you know the last episode of Mash. You people would use that constantly because of how big it was. That's right. Because yeah. back in the days of like where there really wasn't much to watch, and it, a Mash was like the biggest show on TV, and then B when the final episode, and then you talk about syndication. Endless syndicate, kind of oh. like before streaming when Seinfeld was on constantly on TBS, seven days a week, all day on TBS. MASH was the same way. Yeah, MASH. On, oh. And then there was After MASH. Oh, God, don't even <laughs> talk about just unwatchable. Do you know that that guy is the same guy that did Trapper John MD? Like, well, that's, that's another good show. That's a good show. That was a good. That was a pretty good show. Yeah. But the fucking character became yeah. somebody completely different. Yep. It was a beard yep. and a fucking all that shit but he was yep. supposed to be the guy from mash yep that's right Weird. yep yeah yeah that was all from mash all right tom um i'm i'm gonna go with another one that uh, you know we probably wouldn't have picked or you probably wouldn't remember okay and that is i'm gonna go back to an old thing and that was the lone ranger oh yeah of course yep with clayton moore okay i fucking loved watching that with my grandfather okay and Oh, the theme, of course. The theme and the way he was. And he was like, Clayton Moore was like the perfect, like Christopher Reeve was the perfect Superman. Superman. Yeah. He was the perfect Lone Ranger. And his partner there, who's in a million things, there, the guy that played Tonto. I just love the Lone mm-hmm. Ranger. It was a fun, easy going. I used to watch it all the time, my grandfather and stuff. I remember seeing clips of it and stuff. Of course, everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Legend. And that was a, uh, I just remember him having problems years later on in his life and lawsuits because he kept wearing the mask and they're like, you can't fucking do it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, what are you doing? Sue this old man? Leave him alone. That's all the guy has for God's sakes. Leave yeah, him alone. Give him, give him, let him die with some dignity. Come on. Yep. Yeah. The Lone Ranger would be mine. Nice. Another one that I that I, I watched because my dad did, and I ended up getting into it. And this is kind of like the sweet spot. It was like a cop show, but it was a sitcom with an ensemble cast. Barney Miller. Oh, oh yes. my god, dude! With that Lo- mustache, great theme song, great cast. Oh yeah, the, the theme song Al- from Wicked Lester. Yeah, yeah, pretty exactly, kind of, yeah. Um, just a funny show and it just the, Barney Miller and Mash like I just think of my dad when I watch those and how funny and, and fun and they, they were good shows they had like plots to them you know what I mean uh, but just so a really many funny side characters yes there yep. was like you're getting hit from all sides there are like yep. eight to like people that could pop in in the episode you'd be like yep. he's got yep. a little bit he's got a little bit he's got a little bit um, yep. I'll never forget one Barney Miller episode one of my favorite if you can find it on YouTube, it's probably there. Yep. And that was where this guy got arrested and he was claiming he was Jesus. Oh, and God. they couldn't and they couldn't prove that he was. And he's a character actor. You've seen him in a million things afterwards. And he was Jesus. And then uh, the guy, what's his name there? Was it Ron Glass? That plays. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Talking about his girlfriend on the phone, what he's going to do with her. And he looks over and he sees the guy. And it's like, yep. Uh, and, oh, just. <laughs> So good. That's one of my favorite episodes. And they end up having a discussion about like, prove that I'm not. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, do we put this guy in a mental hospital where, you know, this guy's not safe? You know, what are we doing? But then yep. they're like, oh, hold on. How do you know? Like shit starts happening and they're like, yeah. wait a minute. So yep. anyways, I, 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 Barney Mill is a great pick, Tom. Yep. Now <laughs> I'm going to stay with the little older kind of shows. Not as old as the Lone Ranger. 
but okay. another superhero. And that is the original Batman series. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I yes. fucking watched that religiously. Yep. I don't know why I fucking watched the Catwoman in Batgirl so many oh, times. Dude, Catwoman. I, I, you hear me brag about this. I know. I know. Only Newmar is any. That's going to be one of our things, Tom. Uh, women in their prime. That you well, that'll be another Dorm on. Damage episode. Our oh, favorite absolutely. hot TV chicks. Oh, in their prime. Yeah. 66, Julie Newmar in the Catwoman outfit. Yeah. Oh, it was so, like, you watch it now, you can get a kick out of it. It's so intentionally cheesy. Hold oh, on. yeah. They're stealing. They're getting away. We're going to, they're going to kill. You have your seatbelt on, Robin? <laughs> holy, holy seatbelt, Batman. You're right. We always must obey the law. <laughs> it's just so cheesy. Terrible. It's fucking terrible. hilarious. Egghead, King oh. Tut, fucking the Joker, <laughs> Cesar Romero with his mustache underneath the makeup. The show is awesome. So oh, funny. Every every like character actor of that time like was ended up becoming uh, a villain. So yep. fucking cool. I, yep. I I love it. I love the theme music to it. I, I of love, and it's not just uh, Batgirl and Julie Newmar as Catwoman. Other like villainesses like that were on that show, like or, like the Joker's henchwoman or something like that. All dressed in tight, fucking shiny clothes. You're just like, oh, it's what crazy. am I seeing? Yeah, oh, so yeah. Hot. So hot. Anyway, right. probably my favorite show from this entire era, and I really, I kind of had to sneak it in until I got a little bit older, because of course the, the the innuendos and all the just the the stuff. But you've heard me talk about it before, and that's Three's Company, just oh. fucking. And then the fact that I found on so Pluto is a streaming service; it's completely free, no subscription, but it's one of the greatest streaming services out there. And they have like dedicated channel; they have literally a Three's Company channel. That's so like, good. and it and and they have they have a whole classic TV roster of like they have like a Love Boat channel. We haven't mentioned Love Boat. They have, they have like a Love Boat channel, Three's Company, channel, and I just fucking absolutely have always. I still love it now. Three's Company, and I remember that would be like I kind of have to sneak it in because I was like a little too young to be watching that one in its prime. I watched it in its prime on syndication. Yeah. Everything, honestly, I probably I look at this list. You know, we say John Amos is the greatest TV dad. The probably the, my favorite lead actor, com- comedic actor on John anything, Ritter. John Ritter. Oh, yeah, so likable, so yep. funny. Yep, that whole show through his company. Yes, they're gonna miss have a misunderstanding, it's gonna be something stupid. There's gonna be an innuendo. That's it, every so episode. Fucking funny, though. Yep, so stupid. And <laughs> Mr. Furley and Mr. Roper. Oh, the and, best. Oh, Larry Dallas. Oh, Larry Dallas. Larry Dallas, the Greek neighbor, he come out with the chest hair. Remember oh, when Larry so went good. streaking? <laughs> he was so good. He was I, so good. It was such a fucking ahead of its time. And yeah. I'm surprised it didn't get canceled with the Jack has to act like he's gay and, and Mr. Roper, Mr. Furley making gay jokes. Making gay like, jokes and all that stuff. But yeah. You know, in the end, they all treated, they liked him as a person, as a friend. So I think it opened up doors, if anything, because yeah. they treated him like it's somebody, you know, they may have kidded. That's because they're older and ignorant about that stuff. But they liked Jack as a person and they were still they, friends exactly. with him. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I have a three's company is a top five for me. 
Don't so I'm going to trust. Yep. I'm just picking stuff. If you didn't pick it, I have like a list of 20 something here. So okay. if you didn't pick it, I'm not picking. Three's company would have been in there. Good times would have been in there. But yep. yeah, John Ritter is just in a place of his own. Such a likable character. Plus, he had the great line from Bad Santa where he talked about the guy. You know, he's a little guy. He didn't have these like you know sausage fingers. <laughs> I thought. <okay. laughs> oh, oh, poor. John that'll be a Ritter. dorm damage episode. Christmas movies. Oh, oh and by yeah. the way, before we move on, who would your favorite roommate be? Oh, you know what? I'm gonna, you know. Jump ahead. I'm gonna say I liked Terry the best. I did like I did like Terry. She was the hottest. I think I thought Suzanne Summers became so she was stupid a, she and was annoying, annoying by the end when she had the ponytail on the side. Yeah, she was she was a big freaking. Yeah, yeah. And early she was good. Yeah, even the they, tall one, Cindy the Klutz. She was Cindy hot. was Cindy Cindy. I liked Cindy, but she was kind of Terry was cute and kind of checked off all the boxes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like. Who, maybe you liked Lana the neighbor. I was just going to say Lana, the one who was always just trying to bang Jack. <laughs> oh. She was like horny. She was like the horny gilf milf. Like and then that RF kept trying to pick her up. Oh, he tried to pick up everybody. Oh, I don't know. Don't sleep on little Joyce DeWitt. Not Vinnie Vincent, oh, but Joyce no, DeWitt. No, Joyce. She was not attractive. She was cute. She was cute. Not attractive at cute. all. All right, all right Tom. You know what, Tom? I'm just going to go to the top of my list. Okay. Near the top. And that is. The Jeffersons. Oh, I can't believe it took this long to get there. Because oh. I know there's going to be one other show that's going to be in there, too. Oh, yeah. That's double one for me. Yep. But The Jeffersons in George Jefferson. Oh, God. Was incredible. Bad. Incredible. So Sherman Hemsley had some fuck. He's like John Ritterish. His charisma oh. and his like quick one-liners and his personality. He could do anything and I'd find him funny. Yep. I agree. He's right? the best. He's the oh, best. And just... <laughs> what was the spinoff from that? Wasn't there a spinoff? Well, for a little <clears throat> bit, what's the name? Went off on her own. She came back. Florence. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. All right. Yeah. It, it wasn't 227. <laughs> no, no. That was I a know. different I, I know. I know. I know. Mr. Bentley. Ew, Mr. J. <laughs> oh, God. It's a great show. Great show. Oh, that was a great. All one. right. I'm going to go to another one. I, for some reason, I remember this being on like after school. I don't know if I ever watched it like. When it was on, quote unquote, it was just so stupid. And I think as I got older, I just watched it for the chicks. That was Gilligan's Island. Because when I was younger, I was like, oh, Ginger. Dude, they got a porn star on the (laughs) island with them? They're lucky. Oh, Ginger. Um, I watch Gilligan's Island all the time. I love it. So dumb. It's so fucking stupid. Like all the things they come up with, they couldn't get on there. Couldn't build a boat all that time. (laughs) It's so dumb. The show is so dumb. It doesn't have staying power. It has like nostalgia power for me. Yeah. And it was just funny. Like the professor was like, yeah, the friggin' the the howls. I love it. You know, like, (laughs) like, like, you know, and then I don't know. We'll have to talk about, uh, Marianne or Ginger? Ginger. Mm. Oh, hey, little buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Little buddy. That was a funny show, though. But yeah, it doesn't really have very good staying power, but it was one one that I watched obsessively. That's from the guys that did the Brady Bunch. That's why it's so corny that you look back and you're like, oh, Sherwood Schwartz. The ship was built like the Brady Bunch house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, all right, Tom. I'll pick uh, one that we, um, 
I think is a an incredible ensemble and maybe could probably match and probably actually now I think about it was probably the best ensemble in here. And that's okay. Taxi. Oh God, yeah. Yep. Yep. Fucking yep. Lodka and Jim Ignatowski. A I'll young Tony Danza. Yeah. Yeah. Judd Hirsch. Yep. Uh, and first of all, Danny DeVito. There, I'll give you one specific episode. If you can find it online, watch that one. That's yep. the one where Jim Ignatowski has this dream that all these weird things are going to happen and, and Alex is going to die. Yep. And he's warning them. And they're all like, shut up, Jim. Uh, Jim. That's not true. And he's like, I warn you. And then Danny DeVito's character, uh, Louie, is like, listen to me. That's that that druggie over there, whatever. Like, this shit happens. I've seen him do shit. And he's like trying to protect Alex. And Alex is like, no, I'm not going to let fall into this superstition. I'm not going to do it. And the suspense that leads up to it. And they have to like, at the end, at like midnight or something, Alex is supposed to open the door and death is supposed to be on the door. Just the episode, the build up to it, and he's there. It's with, a great show. Oh my Absolutely. God. So good. And then the great other ensemble cast with yeah. Lodka all the time. Yep. Oh, God. Man <laughs> on the moon. Exactly. Oh, yep. he's fucking funny. And then the, do you remember the episode? He's like, uh, what is a yellow? Oh, like he's trying to God. cheat on the exam. Yellow slow down. Light. Slow down. What? Does <laughs> a yellow light? Dude, Go watch Christopher you... Lloyd. He's so Incredible. fucked up with drugs that he's oh. like, uh. Wasn't that and that that show had the hot little the hot Mary Lou Henner? Oh yeah, she had bombs. Yes, she was yes, hot. Yes, Woo. yes. Oh, but it had that annoying actress that plays Latka's wife. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking can't stand that woman. No, that's a great one. All right, so I got three left here on our list of ten, and they're gonna kind of be gonna kind of veer away from the sitcom kind of aspect here. Um, one of these shows is a morning show. Two of them are primetime shows that have vivid memories. The first one is the greatest cartoon in the history of cartoons, and that is the original Scooby Doo. Where are you? From 1969-1970, the original originals. That's the best right there. I have it down. The only cartoon I have listed, Tom. Yep. The best. They got great later when they had the, when they had the guests, you know, with Scooby-Doo meets Don Knotts. Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters. Uh, Just always love that show. And as somebody who is now like a huge horror fan, I always look at Scooby-Doo, where are you as like a little gateway for young kids to get into horror because they're always in spooky places. They're always trying to uncover mysteries. Mm-hmm. There's always a monster or a ghost or a ghoul or some kind of weird creeper, creeper, creepy type thing, you know, haunted castle, a haunted mine or a weird town. So I always thought it was like a really good gateway for like young kids to kind of get into something kind of spooky. But then it just had that cheesy comedy cartoon feel. I've always loved Scooby-Doo. Where are you? The original. <laughs> 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 There you go. Love, See, exactly. <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> love it. And of course, you get Shaggy. And hey, Velma. Shaggy, <laughs> come along. Grab Scooby. Let's go get some Ace snacks. Throw, throw in the back of the van. I'm going to see if I can bang Daphne. <laughs> oh, shit. I think I jerked off Fred instead. <laughs> oh, nice ass, Scott. Can I use it to clean up? <laughs> And then, of course, Scooby-Doo pulled a fucking Brady Bunch and brought Scrappy-Doo on, which is the worst character in the history of animated TV. Oh, Oh, brutal. Horrendous. Horrendous. 
Yes. All right. Go ahead. And so another one for me is another sci-fi. And I used to love watching this shit. And that is the Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. Excellent. Great shit. Oh, my God. I bought that box set. I have those. I watch it from time to time. So many classic ones. Yep. So well written. Uh, the stories and stuff incredible. on it. Unbelievable. The yep. one where the like the town, the light goes out and the towns, everyone's like, he did it. No, he did it. And yep. everybody's fighting against each other. No, they're animals coming. And they end up shooting somebody and somebody dies. Yep. And then at the end, they scan away. You're like, look at this town. It's a fucking disarray. And you look up and they are aliens and like, see, we don't even have to do anything. All we have to do is this shit and they'll kill themselves. Incredible. It's just that- a story. You're like, holy shit. That show's so good. Oh, my God. I always remember the one of Burgess Meredith. Yes. As the as the guy that loved to read. And he was the last man on earth. Yep. He's surrounded by nothing but books and his quiet and his solitude. And then he breaks his glasses. <laughs> oh, God almighty. Just yes. brutal. Yes, yes. Oh, Another scary brutal. thing I had was the girl. It's one of the first episodes. She was driving. And every time she would stop, she'd see the same hitchhiker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My way, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? How about Every the one with uh, the one with Telly Savalas and the doll? Oh, Remember that? Oh, the, the 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 one the one with a guy he's fighting with his wife, and on TV he sees like him like killing his wife like while he's watching TV. Like, oh. dude, that show was so fucked up and far ahead of its time. It's incredible yeah. that, that came out when it did. Alfred Hitchcock presents that was pretty good too. Yeah, not as good, but yeah, it was good. The Twilight yeah. Zone, I love that shit. Nice. All right, my number nine. I got. Cut, I'm gonna. I'm gonna finish off with two variety shows. These remind me of like the nighttime, like nighttime kind of mm-hmm. evening shows. The first one, The Muppet Show, which was fucking huge when we were growing up because celebrities went on there, actors, musicians. That was a yep. huge, huge event. The original Muppet Show. And I re- it was on it. I don't know, seven, eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge, obviously everybody remembers the iconic theme, the intro always loved the Muppet show. Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've always loved the Muppets period, but I love that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you guys keep calling me a fucking Muppet. I was never on that. <laughs> oh, they hired me to be in the band. I got a couple <laughs> bags of blow and I asked Anton to join me. Yeah. That guy, Dr. Teeth, he took my spot. Yeah, the Muppet Show is very nostalgic. So Everybody's good. watching that shit back then, yep. you know? Yep. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Tom, my last one is probably my favorite show of all time. I talk about it all the time with you, uh, and that is number one, the funniest guy ever, and I think he's my favorite comedian of all time, yep. and that is Sanford and Son. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Oh my God. So f- I can watch Red Fox do, like, every time that face when Aunt Esther comes in, and Ugh. the two of them back and forth. He was such a lovable curmudgeon, miserable fuck, and, fucking and, hilarious. And Lamont, Lamont played such a good straight guy to him. You know what I mean? Like such like a, oh, it was so good. It's so good. <laughs> he kept calling him a dummy. It's <laughs> the funniest thing. Yeah, dummy. Oh. oh, just so fucking hilarious. And it, it, it just, his thing with aunt esther and you hear the backstory like that was his like running partner and comedic partner that he wanted to put her on the show and they were friends since childhood and he yep. put her on they've been doing those jokes and night fucking club routines 
for oh, years. Oh, forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and the shit was so non-PC, yep. racist, fucking comedic brutal, shit. Brutal, brutal. Oh, yeah. Great characters like Grady, Bubba. Oh, Grady. And, and Rollo. Why are you always making me feel like a criminal when I come into your house? Because I want you to feel at home. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Oh, man. I fucking love it. It's so good. On Esther. Oh. Watch it, sucker. <laughs> sucker. Makes a makes an appearance in Friday. Oh, she's well, the best. Fuck you. Half dead, dead motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> and in the also in the uh, don't drink a juice. <laughs> Ma, the gang needs me. Gang, gang. Oh yeah, don't drink your juice while something and, and something. Yeah, all. Oh, follow you. Get in this house, or you're gonna have three shoes on, two on your feet, and one in your, one ass. In your ass, sucker. So good. <laughs> oh, I love her. All right, we're gonna finish up with one that is extremely nostalgic. You guys will laugh at it, but I don't care. Huge memories of Saturday nights. For some reason, Saturday night is in my head. And I think my older sister was kind of the one that got got me into this. And we grew up in a house filled with music. My dad was always listening to cassettes, records, CDs. This was the event. And you were always excited to see who was going to be performing on it. Solid gold. Absolutely fucking loved the solid gold dancers, the performers. And they would come out. Just a huge, huge show, especially for me and my sister growing up. Was that the one with Danny Terrio? That would no, that was Dance Fever. <laughs> that was da- that was Dance As Fever. Andy Murphy said, "What the fuck are you doing? How long the fuck I was doing hanging out with Danny Terrio?" <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the one they had. Uh, Marilyn McCoo was one of the hosts, oh. and you just oh. had the solid gold dancers. Then you would have yeah. bands come on and push there. It was just like it was a music dance variety. Yeah, I'm, no, I remember solid yeah, gold. I just oh, couldn't but, differentiate that. And dude, Danny I totally Terrio. Good call with Danny Terry and Dance Fever. I forgot about <laughs> I just, that one. Holy I shit. Just, I just remember the fucking the line from Eddie Murphy. That's Eddie Murphy. Danny Terry. Yeah, Tom, a lot of these are stuff that we all saw. And of course. The big one that's not on here, two of them. I think they easily could have been here. And that would be different strokes and Arnold getting molested by fucking the guy from WKRP and Dudley's dad. See, AKA I always look at I always look at different strokes as an eighty show. I always think of that as an eighty yeah. show for me. By the way, we just another one we didn't bring up, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that that was that one too, and then the um, the other one too was uh, all in the family. All in the family. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, never I, got into, I mean, I love. I mean, I love it now in retrospect. Just never really watched it. I mean, it wasn't really no reason why. Just there's I don't some know. great ones, but it's way over the top. I like the Norman yeah. Lear black shows that came on afterwards. Oh yeah, yeah. The spinoffs that came from that stuff. Yep, funnier. Uh, Jeffersons. I even liked Maud. Um, Maud was actually really Sam- good. Sanford and Son. Yep. Um, all that stuff uh, that he did, yep. and they were just so much fun. Two other shows I think that kind of in our nostalgia would be. The Dukes of Hazard, but that's I was gonna I was gonna put that on I was gonna put that on my list. I was gonna put that on. Alice loved Alice. Great show. I liked Mel. Yeah, who Vic Tayback? (laughs) The guy was a fucking asshole. Mel Sharples was that? Yeah, something like that. A a couple of a couple of honorable mentions. The sister show to Happy Days, obviously Laverne and Shirley was legendary. And then another show. I don't know who. 
fucking K. It must have been all the drugs from the 70s. Let's have a show called Mork and Mindy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I Oh, just Gary Marshall. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure I, I can't wait to see what the listeners are going to come up with. I'm sure there's a couple of shows we didn't touch on. But this right here is just a massive slice of nostalgia right here. So talking about listening all this. to this and I'm look. I mean, I could trade my list with yours and be fine. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't really know a lot of the westerns, but I don't. I'm not opposed to westerns. Yeah, you should watch branded. You'd love it. Okay. Um, but it, just to me, I, I don't know if I had to take a combination of this list, I would probably take Sanford and Son and Three's Company. Yeah. Uh, good times off yours, and uh, I don't know the Jefferson. Yeah, Sanford and Son and Brady Bunch would be the ones I'd definitely yeah. steal from I mean, your list because those are just two of the greatest. Fantastic. Yep. I love talking about this shit. The nostalgia is amazing. Me too. Um, yeah. And Tom, you know, tell people they can find us. Go to our website, shoutitoutloudcast.com. It's the home for Shout It Out Loudcast. It's the home for Dorm Damage, Album Review Crew, Zeppelin Chronicles. We got shows all over the place. Spinoffs after spinoffs. Speaking of spinoffs tonight, we got spinoffs. And Dorm Damage is one of them. So, uh, we're excited to do this one. We can't wait to see what you guys had. And we can't wait to hear like the different generations of, of people. Like, uh, obviously we have older listeners, we have younger listeners. So, uh, this will be a fun one for, uh, for some discussion online. So we're, we're excited to, to hear what you guys think. Yeah. Uh, till next time. Peace out. Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.